Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Is I, Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. If you are here, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you've listened to the round of 64 part one, because this here is the round of 64 part two. Um, we got We got a whole tournament full of all the Marvel properties, not just MCU, but we're going all the way back to Blade and pretty much every live-action film since, um, maybe excluding one. But uh, other than that, it's all here. All here, all the shows, all the movies. Um, and put, putting things against each other you never thought you would see, like uh, kicking off this side of the bracket. We've got a 1 versus a 16 <laughs> in Avengers Infinity War. Versus X-Men The Last Stand. Hmm. Huh. Now, let's not immediately jump the gun. Infinity War, yeah, great, cool movie and all. You know, I, I guess it's got some history leading up to it. But, like, Last Stand, though? I mean, okay. All right, yeah, it's uh, it's, in, it's, it's Infinity War, War here. Um. Pretty much no contest. <laughs> like it's like yeah, like zero zero contest at all. Uh, Infinity War is just one of the better comic book movies we've ever seen, and X Men: The Last Stand is actually on the on the complete opposite end of that spectrum, as in one of the worst comic book movies we've ever seen. Yeah, I guess there are some cool things that happen in there. I guess that's kind of like all the bad X-Men movies. That's all you can really say is that yeah, there were some cool things that I gotta see, you know, happen. Uh, mainly it's just like Magneto, uh, cause he's like always cool and like whatever he does, uh, he always just looks badass, but it's true, but you can't really beat, uh, being lied to, you know, in the trailer expecting this to be a feel good, you know, I don't know what we were expecting, you know, like this is a part one. We already knew it was a part one, right? Going into it. Is that, or did we have pretty no much, idea? Pretty much. I think like they advertised it as like a part one. Right or was essentially it like it was like a two part finale to the ending of the first saga of, of the Infinity Saga? You know yeah, what I'm so saying? we knew so we knew this was like we still have a whole nother movie after this. I guess I don't know what we were expecting, thinking that we were going to be you know happy walking out of that theater. Um, I don't know. I guess who would have known? Who could have guessed that coming? Um, I don't know. But, oh yeah, uh, what well, what just but, happened? We lost. Like like. There Damn. was a, there was like, legitimately people had to sit there and just think about like what actually happened. Like, you know, like you kind of didn't really get it right away because it was like, wait a minute, no way 
they actually just lost, right? Like, no way they just actually killed off all of like, these characters. Wait a minute, like, hold on here. And like, that shock, like, that movie theater experience, like, just looking around at everyone, just dumbfounded, silent, just mouth wide open, just jaw on the floor. Like, everyone was just like, what the fuck? You know, like, oh my god. And it wasn't even the end of the movie, because like, by the end of the movie, you have like, uh, or no, that's, that's Endgame, I guess I'm thinking about that. But no, yeah, it does really just kind of end right there, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Infinity yeah. War, it really does just bam, and never mind, yeah, damn, that was a, an experience that will, that will definitely stay with me for the rest of my life, that's for yeah. sure. I can't really say the same about, uh, <laughs> The Last Stand. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really say, can't say the same thing for The Last Stand. Avengers Infinity War holds a special place in my heart, and The Last Stand does too, you know, it's a nostalgic classic for me. I watched the shit out of that when I was little, and it wasn't until I developed critical thinking that I realized, wow, this movie is fucking bad. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. I, th- I think I, I gotta go Infinity War, and it's not even close. Um, but with that, on to the next one, which we've got a fun one here. Oh, yeah. And an this 8 one versus is... a 9 in The Avengers versus Thor Ragnarok. Two of the most overrated Avengers movies, in my opinion. Um, oh, two of the most overrated Marvel's, Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, like uh, Ragnarok's put, put pretty high up. You helped me realize that one. Um, for Ragnarok, I used to be in the camp of Ragnarok was like, yeah, freaking awesome. It's like the best. And then, like, I just... actually gave it a rewatch and, like... <laughs> It's yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 fun. it's fun, like, and that's it's the great. thing yeah, is like yeah. it, it's fun, and there are pretty colors, but like, like in terms of like visual appeal and story building, it's just kind of like a left turn for Thor. Mm. You know, you get Thor and Thor: The Dark World, and those are very visually distinct movies. Anyone telling you that Thor Ragnarok is the richest visual mm. film in the Thor franchise is lying to you. Thor the Dark World is actually very, very satisfying to look at. And so is the first Thor. Um, mm. But yeah. And the first Avengers, like, everyone says that this movie, like, I don't know, maybe it's just like Iron Man 1, you know, that you kind of hold it to a higher esteem for some reason because it's the first team-up movie. But, like, Age of Ultron is better, and people say that that's a worse movie. Uh, people say that it's one of like the worst MCU mo- like you know movies that there is, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, it's cool, you know. Loki carries you know the MCU uh, early on there for a while, so thank you, Loki. Um, All the Avengers movies are in this Bucky. part of the bracket, and so <laughs> ooh, interesting. Yeah, we got a Avengers heavy corner up here. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But yeah, um, it, interesting to think of like which one's better here. Like, because uh, I like both of them, but I, I do, do like think both, both of them. And are that's a the other thing. Overrated. I know we've kind of like loaded on the negativity <laughs> up front here, but I do enjoy both of these movies. Um, and I, I've rewatched The Avengers more recently. That's uh, it's actually, I think, up to this point, the only Marvel movie I've watched all the way through in 2022. I haven't, uh, haven't given a lot of them. Uh, looksies besides uh, besides Blade last night. Mm. Um, but MCU wise, The Avengers is is definitely my most recent most recent watch. And 
I think I think I like this movie more than I like Thor Ragnarok. And, That's what I, I was think. I think there's a certain rewatchability to it that I don't. I've tr- like I've tried to get behind the Thor Ragnarok like the wave. Yeah, and like because like, like people like. People think that's like one of the most rewatchable films, one of the most funny, one of the fu- one of the most fun, and it is one of the most fun, undeniably. There are some awesome things that happen in that movie. Uh, Go watch Guardians of the Galaxy if you want that. All right, yeah, <laughs> I think I think Thor Ragnarok's fun. just like not. It's just like they were trying to switch him to the Guardians side of things, mm. and uh, it, it's definitely a direction I wanted them to head in. And I'm glad they have because I think the products we're going to be getting will be better than Thor Ragnarok. Um, mm. But it was just a hard pivot to uh, to to take on. That's a whole nother like side of of Marvel that we haven't even really been thinking about. Like we've only been really thinking about Wanda, Spider Man, Doctor Strange for like the good guys, and for bad guys, we've been thinking Kang and multiverse Celestials. basically. Yeah, like. Um, but, like, we still have the whole Guardians crew. Like, Thor, we, we have Natalie Portman coming back. You have Thor but probably going off just with the Guardians. And then, you know, Natalie Portman doing whatever, like, she's going to do. He's going to be Thor like, now, too. So, yeah, like, like, which is insane. Like, we still have Captain Marvel doing what she's doing. Like, we still have, like, all of these people that, like, that are doing stuff, like, right now, which is insane to think about. Um, but... I mean, the universe I'm with, is just so big. Yeah, I'm with you in uh, the Avengers being better. Like it, it, it like we, I know I did kind of shit on it for being overrated, but like it still is a very fun movie. And it like re- remember watching it for the first time. Like I love oh, the hell out of it. You know, like so. You know, of all the bad things, I, I can't say it's just that movies have gotten better since this this first Avengers movie. Um, and like we expect a lot more out of movies. Um you know, nowadays, but, but back in the time, like when this came out, it was, it was amazing. You know, I, I loved it and I rewatched it all the time. So um. the only thing that I think the Avengers actually is like damaged by is the further development of Loki's character. Mm. Like going back and watching the Avengers, it's weird as fuck watching Loki be the way he is because he's like, cause all the while, you know, he never even really wanted to be like that. He just was like that. And like, it's just kind of like, I liked it more when I framed him as just an evil son of a bitch who wanted to murder and take over the planet, and that was kind of it. Uh, however, now I like Loki more than I did when the Avengers came out. So, like, there's there's kind of a balance there where my appreciation for the Avengers went down the more I liked Loki. My appreciation for Loki went up the more the Avengers felt weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a complicated little balance there. And, I mean, like, we don't get... The Thor we love, I mean, not the Thor we love, the Loki we love later on in Thor Ragnarok without, you know, the step in the Avengers, I don't think, but, uh. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Loki, man, Loki and Bucky really carrying hard. Um. I'm thinking about Thor Ragnarok right now. Thor Ragnarok's, it's got some good elements. I, I'm, th- like, I'm thinking to Heimdall. Mm. The whole him going on the run and protecting the people of Asgard from Hela, like that whole storyline was super dope. The Surtur coming back to, you know, cleanse cleanse Asgard and that being what ultimately stops Hela. Hela. That damn, okay. And Odin. And Odin. It's, 
I'm I'm a completely flip my side here. Like I love I love the Avengers movie for what it was. Ah man, this is this is a hard one. And it let's, makes sense okay, that they're an eight and just, a nine. Let's lay out like what each movie kind of did. Like Avengers, we have the first big attack on Earth. Like uh this the this first was Avengers team up. You know, the first Avengers team up, this is where all of Tony's PTSD is fueled from. Uh he's you know, sent that missile back through, fell back, hype. Um, we got Hulk being always angry, which kind of doesn't really make sense, and they didn't really talk about that a whole lot. Uh, let's get past that. Um, Hawkeye doing, I guess, some cool Hawkeye things. You know, he's at the top of the building. Kate Bishop saw him, you know, right here. Uh, we didn't know that until now, but, like, Kate Bishop was watching him in right. this moment jump off a building, and so, like... <laughs> Here's, I will say this. I think that the Avengers is a bigger, like an obviously more impactful point in the MCU. But thinking back to Thor Ragnarok and the story being told, I think it's better than the story the Avengers was telling. Um, and that's kind of like I, I needed to reframe it that way instead of it being a. Uh, just about what movie was more oh, I impactful. I completely to this forgot about like Hela and like that side. I was only thinking like Thor versus Hulk, like pretty much for the the movie because that's like the fun part, you know. Right. But then like the whole and I mean Sakar is dope. Like I need to just rewatch the movie, you mm-hmm. know. Like, and that's the thing that every time we talk about these things, like the further removed I am from watching, the poorer I look back on it. But like, and then as soon as I watch it again or like really think about it, I'm like, man, I really did enjoy that movie mm. though, didn't I? Um, like the sad thing about Ragnarok is that you kind of leave Ragnarok being like, okay, Asgard's gone. Like, yeah, that sucks. But at least they can like find a new home and they're all on this ship, you know? Like at least they found a way out. And then right. Infinity War immediately starts with the death of this ship. And it's just like, Damn, man. Like... And that's that's another thing is that the story elements they're laying out for you are objectively sad, like incredibly devastating. The destruction of this land we've been watching for 10 years almost. Uh, and then it's like if Earth got destroyed, like it just like felt like it was played for yeah, like, like there was just a lot of com- like it was just really comedic mm. and like. Even in the moment where Asgard is destroyed, they may, they're like, Korg is like, these are the foundations of a new society you could build. Mm-hmm. We will build the bones back. <sighs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> like, like that's just... Mm. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's I think they just found that the people like the more com- comedic Thor better than the, the brute Asgardian Thor. You know? Right. And, and I guess it's... You know, you could look at it as Marvel just making the change, you know, to to just appeal to the people more. Or, like, he spent his time with, you know, uh, on Earth, and that's what changed him. And he actually, you know, developed, you know, like, a, a personality and, and, like, with Loki and stuff like that. So, like, I, I choose to look at it more that way, so it's not just so... Yeah, I get you. What, like, I can switch I can, up. But, uh, I can get behind that, too. And I actually think that I am going to pivot. 
and and put my vote back with Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay. No. I thought you were going back to the Avengers. No, like, no, 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 no. But okay. I, I meant like I yeah. wanted to firmly state that I think I've changed yeah. my choice to Thor Ragnarok over the Avengers. Yeah. Um, yeah, like remembering what that movie actually is and and like it objectively is probably a better movie. Like Yeah, it, it, it is. It it just is. Um um, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm fully comfortable moving it on. Technically an upset, but pretty much not. They're, like, in the same exact league, I'd say, of, like, this is, like, a pretty fair, compare, like, matchup and see, right that's here. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is that, like, I also wouldn't have thought to compare these, and that's why, like, the seeding ends up the way it did. Avengers was an 8, Thor Ragnarok was a 9, and when I actually thought about it and, like, really put pitted them against each other, I was like, oh, you know what? I think I like Ragnarok more than I like Avengers, so... You know, some sometimes it ends up a little twisted like that, but you know, sometimes we we reap the benefits. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Thor Ragnarok over the Avengers. There, there we are. Next up, we've got a five versus a twelve, mm-hmm. an Avengers Endgame versus Netflix original series Jessica Jones. Now let's let Jessica Jones have a win here. Endgame <laughs> is a little overrated, you know. It's really Infinity War that makes Endgame great. No, but uh, no, Endgame I think you're is- right. You know, I mean, I mean, it for real, like you don't really watch in game just to watch in game. It's like you kind of you watch Infinity War and then you're like, oh, fuck. Now I have to watch in game. It's not really right. like I'm just going to watch in game. Um, no, I yeah, guess, I definitely don't go out of my way to just watch end game very often. Yeah. And like, uh, if you know, ever. you fast forward maybe to like the end battle or something like that. Watch Cap, you know, pick up Mjolnir or or uh, you know you, you you watch the big moments or something like that, but I mean I'm 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 talking like it's it's about to lose against uh, Jessica Jones here. No, but, yeah, it's uh, definitely not losing to Jessica Jones. But no, Jessica Jones is a fun, is is actually a pretty decent series too. Uh, definitely one of the on the better side of Netflix Marvel stuff. Jessica Jones is, but uh, it's you know it's not the the culmination of 12 years of storytelling uh, across 23 movies, you know, the literal top grossing show of, of all or movie of all time. Um, literally did a in front of avatar. Actually, uh, a- avatar passed. No way. Yeah. It they, re-released it it. they re-released it uh, no somewhere in theaters way. No way they did. Yeah. Avatar, Wait, did avatar no, took how, that how title big back. Did no way home get. Is it like up on the No top, Way Home like is like a six, like... is like top eight, I think. I think it got eighth. Hmm. Interesting. I did not know it retook it. Um That's that's amazing. Have it, yeah, it is back on top by almost a good hundred billion dollars. So like hundred billion? Almost. Hundred million. Sorry, million. Yeah, I was this movie say, did not make a trillion million. dollars. Yes, this movie did not make almost three trillion dollars. No, it almost made three billion dollars. My bad. Um, that'd oh. be insane if no, I was Avatar like, wait was on a the minute. same level as like Apple. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, my bad there. Um, but yeah, Endgame is uh is number two. The Force Awakens number four. Yeah, which is insane. Uh. Age you know, of Ultron of is Wars. 12? Wow. The Avengers is 9. No Way Home is 8. Wow, that's crazy. A lot of Marvel movies up here. That's... Yep. that's. Hmm. 
But uh, but yeah, Endgame. I mean, I'm also pretty sure that there's only one movie in the top, either one or two movies in the top ten highest grossing movies of all time that is not a franchise movie or sequel. And in the top ten highest grossing movies of all time, I think there's only one that's not a franchise or a sequel. Is it Titanic? Yeah. yeah, I guess Avatar. Apparently, Avatar, there's an Avatar too. I mean, there is, so like, I guess it's becoming. But as of right now, but yeah, like Jurassic World, definitely a, uh, you know, it's not even the original. You got Lion King, semi franchise. Yeah. Uh, Furious Seven, definitely a franchise there. Um, Star Wars. Furious Seven is yeah. That's number ten. Five? That's number oh, ten. Five. Yeah, that's number ten. Is Furious Seven. <laughs> um. Top 10 goes Furious 7, The Avengers, Spider-Man No Way Home, The Lion King, Jurassic World, Infinity War, The Force Awakens, Titanic, then Endgame, and Avatar. Man, so. Titanic deserves some fucking credit for still being top three on that fucking list. That's insane. James Cameron, I guess, just knows how to make a top-grossing movie, man. God damn, like, two of the top three highest-grossing movies of all time? That he knows how to make $3 money. trillion dollars from a movie. <laughs> insane. What a no, guy. But, uh, no, yeah, Avengers Endgame over Jessica Jones. I think it's... Uh, I think it's... Nary need be, ta- nary need be talked about. But uh, mm-hmm. on to the next one. As we have a four versus a thirteen in Thor versus Spider Man. Sorry about that. Spider Man's the four. Thor is the thirteen. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's Spider Man. Yeah, I mean, Thor was already like forgotten um, in our list over here. I guess it was more of like a typing mistake and whatever. But like, probably it, would it have is, been a thirteen. Like, probably would have been a little higher. I kind of hate how, like, the first couple Thor movies are, like, forgettable and they're not, like, good. Because, like, I don't know, maybe I just like, like, uh, Asgard and, like, that storyline more than other people. But, like, I loved the Thor movies. Like, oh, me too. When I was like, growing up, like, I, I, I wasn't Team Cap. I wasn't Team Iron Man. I fucked with Thor, bro. I didn't give a shit about Iron Man or Captain America when I was 12. Mm. That was my dude. This man shot lightning out of a hammer. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And he could fly with his hammer. He could, like, come, like, yeah. I, I mean, I was all up, all up in uh, Tony's business. I was Team Iron Man. Um, Cap, I really didn't care about, so he was just kind of there. I really cared about the people around him more. But yeah, Thor, like, I was all about Thor and like Odin and and mm. uh you know like all the mythology and stuff like that maybe maybe that's why I was you know tuned to it a little more um cuz like I, you know my brain I immediately go big in everything right um that I think of an Odin just kind of Odin and Thor and all these people kind of lend to that pretty easily you know like I can pretty easily uh say that like Odin had Every Infinity Stone, you know, way before Thanos, you know, every, you know, so like I can go there pretty easily. Like, there's a lot of grand things you can say um, with right. So, um, but as it compares to the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man origin movie, basing off with Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn for the menace. first time, an absolute menace, dude. 
oh my literal childhood in a movie yeah like my literal childhood in a movie right here um love you thor but you're just you're not spidey i'm sorry uh you're just not this movie changed my life like you can't really say that about a movie um about too many movies um but yeah this one certainly had an impact on me at a at a young age like I think Spider-Man, Star Wars, those are probably the two most formative movies on my entire childhood. You know what I'm saying? And like, what Star Wars movie I could take take your fucking pick? But like, uh, yeah, Spider-Man for sure was huge for me when I was younger. And the Batman animated series. That was how Return of the Jedi is the best out of every original movie, and like why it's not like. Why do people think that Empire is like the, I I don't know. That's like what we're in the different universe here. Um but God, like, but I just I I the reason I know I love Star Wars like infinitely more than I like Marvel. Like and I love Marvel. I would absolutely stop this podcast 25 minutes in and go on that with you and we could just start <laughs> talking about the original trilogy if you wanted. Like that like <laughs> I don't give a shit about this if we're about to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, I was I was definitely lightsaber dueling my brother more than I was swinging around as Spider Man. So I could, you know, even I, and I I put Spider Man up there. He is yeah, like, up there, but like, I still I was a Jedi more than I was a Spider Man. Yeah, know, more than I was Peter Parker. Um, but. Spider-Man still beats out Thor. Um, oh, there's no doubt. So, yeah, I mean, got a, got some interesting matchups definitely coming. Like, the, oh, these no, are like, all, this, like, This strong. second round right it's here already looks strong. sexy. Yeah, it's, it's, this one is going to be hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this next one's going to be even fucking harder, baby. We've got a three versus a 14 and Doctor Strange versus X2. And, man, this is difficult. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, is it hard to to say goodbye to X2 so quickly and so easily. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange is like, if I had to choose one solo, like like solo movie, like I kind of exclude Guardians from that. Um, oh yeah, I do too. Guardians and Civil War. Like, Doctor Strange is probably my favorite solo movie outside of Black Panther. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it's top three for me. And then it's top I guess three. there's Shang-Chi... Fuck. Yeah, um, oh man, Doctor Strange might be top. It's top three. It's top yeah. three, maybe top four. Ooh, I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely top three. <laughs> He's up there. Okay. Origin movies, origin movies. <laughs> it's definitely top three. I'll That's say true. that. Yeah, like visuals here. You have buildings literally folding into themselves, and like the mirror dimension, and like. Dormammu, like you, you know, we got we got some crazy stuff going on. Um, the movie's fantastic, and the soundtrack by Michael Giacchino. Ah, like it. This movie's just amazing. Um, X two was actually, I think, the first X Men movie I ever watched. I think. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I just. It just so happened that, like, I got that DVD or V8, whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever. at the time, it was like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. You know, they weren't really concerned with continuity. But, of course, I start with, the, like, a literal sequel movie. 
you know, like the one where they actually somewhat care about continuity. Right. Um, but you know, that just go that it, that's part of the whole Foxman experience, you know. Maybe maybe that's even better. You that can I just jump in with, wherever, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, but you know, cool stuff happened there. It's not Doctor I'll, I'll Strange. I'll say I'll no. say the same thing for every X Men movie that loses. Basically, is cool stuff happened in there, but it's but not it just wasn't X. that good. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not or it's not Y. Can't really use X. Yeah. Oh, it is X. It is it literally X. is X. Um, professor, yeah, Doctor Strange definitely takes it over yeah, X2. Like, oh, it's yeah. just a better movie. And, like, and it is one of the more focused and narrow story arcs of any character we've seen. Uh, I mean, like, and the ones where I think otherwise, like, are my other favorite solo movies, you know, Black Panther and Shang-Chi and, um, spider-man homecoming shit like that like those are narrow straight to the point me versus you sort of things you know like and the dormammu dr strange face off with that the overlapping there with matt uh, mads mickelson being the the bad guy um i love how uh he wasn't the sorcerer supreme you know how like i don't know i was always i was always sus of it i'm like there has to be like some they're going to, like, mention that. Yeah, like, like, there has to be something. Like, there's no way he just became the Sorcerer Supreme in the gaps of these movies, and we're just accepting that. Like, there has to be something more going on there. And, uh... He's not. He's not the Sorcerer Supreme. And... Oh, yeah. I I mean, you know, Doctor Strange was already going to beat out X2 anyways, but, like, now he's, like, in the hype. You know, he's, like, on the hype train now. So, like, it's even... He's yeah, already... this, German, this tournament will probably culminate around... Oh, I guess it's it's got it got pushed back to May. I was thinking, like, if it was still in March, this tournament... This tournament, Jesus. Tournament would probably conclude around its original release date in March. Mm. But, uh... So, mm, I'm, I'm all... I'm ready for Doctor Strange. I'm ready for some, some mind-busting action with wanda you know as well whatever whatever they're doing together i'm in whether they're killing every human i'm still in i don't care i love them too that i love those two that much um but yeah i'm thinking dr strange pulls the dub here oh certainly certainly but on to the next we've got a six and an 11 with avengers age of ultron going off against blade and I can assuredly say, coming off of my viewing of Blade just last night, that Avengers Age of Ultron is an immensely better film. Uh, we can't dismiss Blade for its uh, for its importance, you know? First first Marvel live-action movie that was worth a shit. Um, and it was... It's fun as fuck to watch. I won't... I, like, I certainly won't dismiss that. It's, it's definitely a, a compelling and fun, action-packed watch. But the story you're getting in... A, Avengers Age of Ultron is just a lot better than the story you're getting in Blade. Mm, yeah, and, and this is my boy here. Um, so, whatever this movie was going up against first round, like, I was gonna root for it pretty much no matter what. Can't have it taken L right away, you know, unless it was going up against, like, I don't even want to think about it losing, so I'll just stop there. But, uh, but yeah, like, one of the most underrated Avengers movies... Um, and and I'm, I'm looking at its path right now, and it's like it could go pretty deep. 
it could go pretty deep. It's okay. It's okay. Like I, 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 I see the future. Um, it's pretty, pretty short. Um, I don't know, but that's the thing about this, this tournament is that like all of these things are strong. Like even though like Age of Ultron is a six seed, like that seems low, like, you know, like for, for like an, an Age of Ultron like movie like that, but that, that's the thing is that that's how heavily this bracket is weighted. That like even at a six seed, you're all like you're still like up there. You're still a hell yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see to see where this goes. Uh, I'm excited to watch Blade. Um, um, actually, um, you know, so I can actually give an opinion on it. Um, can't really do that, but I can speak for Age of Ultron. Um, he's coming back. Thanos was right. We'll just go away because everyone will believe in Ultron uh, and believe that he was right. Uh, probably not. Ultron's a little more mean than than Thanos, I think. Yeah, he has a, he has a vision for the universe that uh, <laughs> Thanos didn't even have. Um. <laughs> he went all the way, uh, you could say, um, or if if he was able to go. Well, all and the I mean, way. like Thanos went went all the way at one point too. He like he was like, All right, fine, you know yeah. what? I'll wipe this universe down to its last atom and I'll rebuild. There was no rebuilding the shit though with Ultron. <laughs> like that was like it was just like if it could go away, it would go away and that'd be for the best. I did um, um last night after I watched Dead Poet Society, I needed a pick me up. You did so, need a palate cleanser. So I watched um episode seven and eight of What If or Whatever the last two episodes are. Yeah, eight and nine. Um, if yeah. Ultron won and then if the Watcher intervened. Um, watched those last night. So I got, I got my Ultron fix again. Um, and man, like, I don't know if I just love the concept of, of Ultron's character or just like the nature of what he brings. I don't know, but I can, I can never get enough. And I hope, I hope we get him live action just a little bit, you know, just, just give me just a, a teeny teeny little bit that's all i need i already got the crumbs you already got i already got everything i needed and what if so like right. i'm already cool but yeah the live and action any more is just the cherry on top yeah even even this live action ultron that we got he was only on earth you know he didn't even know about the worlds beyond earth you know there like are worlds yeah. beyond my own i can see everything oh like those it's so nerdy of me to like i get goosebumps like whenever he says those lines and like whenever he's like basking in the silence i'm just like that's my you know whenever i say that's my boy in no way do i agree with him um i want to get i want to make the character the character itself is just dope i just love him as a villain um like i in no way agree with him at all i just him succeeding just automatically means it's gonna be fun and cool to watch cool content. For a little bit. Yeah. It's so, cool uh, content. Um and you know, this is the MCU. It is meant for kids kind of at the end of the day. So even if he wins, he ultimately will not win at the end, you know. So right. like I'm As I'm in it for both sides, if. you know. I, I I I root for him a lot, but but I'm in no way You don't want him side. to win yeah. all the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean if Whoa! If if they go that route and he does win all the way, I don't know. I I mean that's just kind of like killing the business, literally. 
because like yeah, no one like, would know that would be exist. the end of the Marvel franchise, which <laughs> would be kind of funny if like somehow Disney goes bankrupt for some reason and then Marvel like ceases to exist. They're just like, fuck it. All right. Ultron's winning. That's how we're going out. Uh, yeah. Have him just kill everybody. <laughs> um, but all in all, Age of Ultron beats out Blade. Uh, maybe. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and I'm I'm comfortable. I'm certainly comfortable with that. Mm. Um, but on to the next one. We've got a seven versus a ten in the Amazing Spider-Man two versus Thor: The Dark World. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a little disappointed. Mm. I'm a little disappointed because I was really hoping we could we could get Thor: The Dark World somewhere in this bracket. Um, but it's going off against my, one of my favorite Spider-Man movies against my favorite, my favorite Spidey. Um, maybe not nostalgically, but like watching over. him on screen is just electric. Mm. I mean, Electro, like we already mm. have Andrew's part of this movie, which is great and fantastic. But then you also have, you know, Jamie Foxx's Electro, uh, I the guess. Green when, Goblin. Yeah. Like, uh. You know, in, in a cool, like, a lot of people hate on, on that adaptation of the Goblin, but, like, I think it's it's kind of cool to make it, like, a DNA, like, some, you know, family thing instead of, you know, just him hopping up in the gas chamber and gassing himself and then him becoming right, a like, psychopath, you know? so It's like, inevitable for the family line. If you're a man, you're going you're gonna to come down with the, go- you're going to go Goblin mode one day. Yeah, which, uh, which was kind of cool and, you know, that... They were a lot more creative with this movie, you know. Um, you could tell. Like, Sony, they were a lot more open with this movie than, you know, Marvel was with, even with the Toby movies and, and the Tom movies. Um, the Tom movies, they had to adhere to the MCU, so obviously they were restricted there. And then for the Toby movies, there was just a time where a movie like this wouldn't really work. Um, so, like, this was kind of like the first, the first, uh, real stab at like a Spidey that they could really do whatever they wanted with. Um, and like you made a good point like earlier that like I can make web fluid, you know, like that, that whole concept was a thing now. Um, like anyone can be Spider-Man, you know, more along that line instead of having to get bitten by a radioactive spider, you know, like, yeah, just incredibly fun movies. And that's what Andrew Garfield says about it. You know, like in all these interviews after no way home, he's like ever, when he's asked if he put on the suit again, he's like, yes, I will, but it has to be fun and dynamic. He's o- he always uses the word fun um, whenever he talks about Spider-Man. And, and that's, that's I don't what know. it's about, you know? Uh, yeah. And, like, those movies are fun. You know, like, you have him, like, up a, like I mean, a thug, you know, and, like, just chatting up, you know, like, the small talk he has, like, with thugs as he's just, like, webbing them up or climbing all over them. And, you know, just right. like, yeah, like, this dude's awesome. And, uh, like... He loves Spider-Man. He, like, truly loves Spider-Man. And you can just tell uh, through his movies. And Sorry to, oh, to the Dark World. Um, I said that, like, Avengers and Ragnarok were overrated. This would be a movie that's very underrated. Um, like, get past the Dark Elves or weird whatever camp that people are in. Because that's, like, all people can say about this movie is that, like, I'm, Dark I'm, like, Elves I'm, are like, weird. I'm, still confused. Like, I don't yeah. ever actually even see, like, arguments like that go along with it. It's usually now just considered like gospel that Thor, Thor, the dark world is a bad movie. And frankly, like it's more enjoyable than a lot of Marvel movies. 
If you have like an opinion a of a movie of that's just an opinion because it's someone else's, why? Um, like, movies are, like, completely subjective, and you take different things out of movies than, than someone else. So, like, if you're judging, like, your opinion on a movie just off of the knowledge that the movie's bad or whatever, like... The importance of nonconformity. Yeah, like... Mm. Yeah, you know, talk about another life-changing movie, Dead Poet Society. Like, actually, like, oh, legitimately yeah, seen that, that movie. That preaches like, to you, and you're like, I'm gonna go write a fucking poem. So, like, yeah, wow. Um, so, yeah, like, The Dark World, like, a lot of, I, I bet a lot of people don't actually know what happens in this movie. They just know that it's bad, so they think it's bad, and they're just like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm a Marvel fan. I know this movie sucks. Ha ha ha! Look at me. I I know I know the critical review, you know, or whatever. But like, just go watch it. It's actually like good and cool and, and mis- fun. And like mythical. it's, like, it's and, another yeah, one of like, those just like crazy. Like it has another one of the best Heimdall scenes there is. Whenever he runs down the bridge and slices into the side mm. of the Dark Elves ship, like. Like that shit was dope as fuck, and there's a lot of those moments in that movie. And uh, God, I I really really enjoy Thor: The Dark World. But again, going you're gonna have a tough time beating the Spider Man movies. That's just kind yeah, of how it true. is. Yeah, we got a. I guess we did have you know Ragnarok beating an Avengers movie. So like Avengers movies and Spider Man movies are gonna be pretty hard to beat. Um, but like I don't know, we did have a Thor movie beat one already. So. You know, and we've only we have only had one Spider-Man movie lose, and that's because it was facing a Spider-Man. Movie. <laughs> it so. was bound to happen, no matter what. Yeah, um, that's just how it works out, though. You know, the randomness of how it worked out—it had to happen that way. So yeah, it did. Um. Oh, okay. Next one. Pretty simple. We got a two versus a fifteen, and Black Panther versus Blade Two. The answer is Black Panther, and it's not close. Arguably, I can't imagine Blade most, Two is yeah, better like than the, Blade. The most important Marvel movie to ever come out. Like, uh, actually, like you know, if we're talking in the words of someone, someone PhD, you know, the importance and the uh, oh, whatever, whatever, you know, on the horizontal. This has the so big, scale. This has a very big area. Uh, is what I'm trying to get at is that its no, importance yeah. and its beauty is is top tier um and like a culturally impactful movie in the sense of it's not just an infinity war where it shocked the culture it like legitimately like sparked uprisings and uh like revolution almost so like this movie is just like in a league kind of on its own like kind of almost deserves to be in like yo what the fuck for that alone Um, right The the cultural moment that black panther had it it just hasn't been touched by another movie in my lifetime anyway. Like, uh, I mean, the only thing that came even, like, kind of close in terms of hype for any of it was Endgame, but that was for a completely other reason. It's all the storytelling over the last 10 years. Mm. Spider-Man No Way Home, but that's 20 years of storytelling coming to a, coming to a head with Toby and Andrew coming in, and we all expected that. Mm. Black Panther was, is the first black superhero. Like, and I, I can't, I cannot pick out a a moment of hype bigger than it it was just the legitimate like wakanda forever and like the hand signal that like people did you know like that was legitimate like worldwide and like kind of like 
like a uh like a symbol for like Black Lives Matter for like a good amount of time. Like it was legitimately like that's crazy from a Marvel movie. Like they can create, you know, such a simple symbol and like it used in the movie and like it just was immediately grabbed and like you just like knew. It was like a I don't know, it like the whole the world being crazy at that time, you know, to like ton of shit going on and we have this movie that like kind of pulled us all together you know mm. um which which was just amazing and and t'challa yeah, like all together if you're not a racist yeah true true uh if you if you have if you have some compassion in your heart uh this movie was pretty badass and, yeah, and uh, you know maybe it's uh maybe it's a bit disrespectful to throw for, throw the first black superhero name <laughs> on it considering we're facing it's facing damn too. oh um, i didn't even think about that no yeah that's what's funny too is that like it's the first black hero in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, but it was also the first black black person led superhero movie since Blade Trinity. Um, That's crazy. I mean, we'd gotten we'd gotten Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle's War Machine, but they he wasn't he's not out here le- leading it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I mean, so like, outside of the cultural impact of this movie, like the movie itself is also just a masterpiece. Like the amount of story they put into this one movie is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just a an infinitely like rewatchable movie. The soundtrack oh, is, oh, like thank you, Kendrick, uh, for that album. Um, and like and it, thank you, Ludwig Göransson, for the uh, the original the the soundtrack as well. Hmm. And thank you, Chadwick Boseman, for that performance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this movie just has like has everything going for it. Um, the like the only weird part is like the fight scene between T'Challa and Killmonger. Like when they're down in the trains, the CGI is just a little off. But like, if that's all you're having to complain about a movie, then like I think right. it did pretty well. Um, but yeah, I, I see this one going pretty far. Um, yeah, it'll it, it'll. Yeah, it'll go pretty far if if I had to guess based off where we're at. But uh, with that, on to the next one where we have a two versus a fifteen in the Netflix original series Daredevil versus Blade Trinity, and a uh, couple couple Blade matchups right there back to back. Sadly, no Blade film will be making it out of the first round. Yeah, we kind of had like a Blade trilogy right here. We had like four matchups and then within of those four we had all the Blades right in a row. Um oh, so yeah. like so we're we're sadly getting rid of all of them like off rip. Um but um, they're just not as good as the stuff it's coming up against. I mean, yeah, you can't there there's no way it's beating Daredevil. Like this show is a masterpiece it's beautifully crafted it's just i want to be matt murdoch you know if if like right if i would fully i guess he's not really blind but like uh no like, yeah but... i would i would step in his shoes immediately man this dude is just a I, I badass, a as i'm watching man. The, i'm watching like, the finale right and this take just like scurried across my brain. Went in one ear, went out the other, and I was like, "Oh my god, is Daredevil a better superhero than Batman?" And the answer is yes. He's he literally is. Batman, like, like without the resources. Exactly. Like he, he has including the same, sight. Yeah, the same conversations that Batman has. You know, like 
I don't I I can't don't kill. kill. That's the that's one line he even line. stops people from killing like Batman does. Um like I guess you know you have like him making his own suit. He has his ninja training. Basically, you know, like he has his right. his Razal Ghoul. Um it's it's a better Batman story. Um which is like insane. Like he doesn't need the billions and billions of dollars. Instead, he's a lawyer that's struggling to make a name for himself. And like it adds like this super cool dynamic of him staying in the law, but him breaking it to be the daredevil. You know, like at the mm. same time, like it is a better Batman story. Like, like it's crazy when I was, cause I've been, I, I've known who daredevil is and I've, I've like, I've read some comic books, but when I watched this series and after I'm, I started watching the series, I was like, well, okay, I'm pretty much exclusively going to read daredevil comic books here for a little bit. Um, I didn't anticipate when I started watching the Daredevil series that I would have a new, like, top five favorite superhero and definitely one of my favorite portrayals of all time. Mm. Like, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock is fucking fantastic, and Daredevil is just one of the coolest superheroes of all time. And uh, I'm just disappointed I didn't see it sooner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank God he's in the MCU and, like, they're sticking with him because, like... And Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Like... He, it's, like, insane to me that he has to act blind. Like, I don't, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, do they put, like, contacts in his eyes that legitimately block him so he, like, is blind? Or, like, is he on set, like, seeing, like, still looking, but, like, to look blind, like, their eyes don't move. Like, his eyes do not move. You know, like, whenever he doesn't have his glasses on, you see his eyes, like... He's right. like he looks legitimately like blind, you know. No, like, yeah, he does. Whenever his eyes are wide open and he's just like focused on one spot, he's not moving his eyes at all. It's pretty. It is really impressive to have to do that and then like have the performance that he has, like just how great his performance is and like his facial expressions and like the emotion that you get from him and like, um, like oh my god, he just does such a good job. Like, and I'm so glad they brought him in and that we're getting more. In any way, I don't care. Just give me more. Like, uh, I love that man. And he, like, Charlie Cox in real life, he's just, like, another dude. Like, he doesn't, like, see himself, like, as a celebrity. Like, all the paparazzi, like, fil- pictures you see him in, he's just, like, hanging out. Like, as a, like, I don't know, he's a perfect fit for the MCU. Um, right. And Have you seen the pictures of him, uh, him and Tom Hiddleston, where he's cosplaying <laughs> as Loki and, Lo- and Tom Hiddleston's cosplaying as Daredevil? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh man, he's he's just already like, um, already so fun, like in himself, and he's already like had a good relationship with a lot of the Marvel crew already. Um, and maybe mm. maybe that's they knew, like, I don't know, maybe he's been working like behind the scenes a lot, like in a lot of stuff. I don't know, and like, I don't know, maybe they they knew that he was coming in before beforehand, but makes sense that like his friend groups, you know, that he's friends with the with all these people and right and stuff, but. Mm. No, yeah, I take Daredevil over Blade Trinity, and I take Daredevil Daredevil over most things. Um, going to be kind of hard to take that one down. I could see that one going all the way to the Elite Eight. Mm. Um, nevertheless, on to the next. We've got a seven versus a ten in Black Widow versus Spider Man Three. <laughs> 
is this as easy as I as we think? I, no, I don't think it is. I, okay. I, but I do, I do think we will ultimately end up going with the with the gut instinct, Black Widow, uh, Spider Man three. You know, I think we'll have to say goodbye to a Spider Man movie for the first time. Damn. That is not against a Spider Man movie. Arguably um, the worst Spider Man movie there is, though. It's it's my least favorite. It's the one below Far From Home for me. Yeah, and that's the thing is that if this is the worst Spider Man movie there is, like we've done pretty good on Spider Man movies. Like this is it's the meme movie, you know. Like they they were just on a they were on another level while making this. Um, but like it legitimately has some good things about it, like the Sandman storyline. Like I thought was. Like, that's an amazing villain. Like, oh, not an actual yeah. villain. Like, you know, for real. Like, just a dude that got caught up in a really bad situation and, uh, like, you felt for him. Like, you, you, like, really sympathized for him. And, like, even in this crazy movie where a lot of goofy things are happening, like, you're still, like, you know, you still sympathize for him. Um, And then, you know, you have Harry. You know, uh, that whole, you know, dynamic of, of him forgetting you know, about everything, you know, hitting his head, which, you know, which, which is interesting. So like, even though this movie's looked at as like a meme movie or like it's, it's the worst or like whatever, it's still a Spider-Man movie and it's still like super fun to watch and, uh, and everything. But, but Black Widow's just like an actual good movie. <laughs> yeah. I can confidently say that this is the best Black Widow movie. Um, that's true. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it is the only one. However, it, it it is a good it is a really, really good one. And I think this is if we're looking at it, these are these are a couple movies that are over over hated, I think. Mm. Um in some circles and in other circles, uh specifically Spider Man three, overrated. Uh there are people who think Spider Man three is genuinely like a fucking great movie, and I just like <laughs> I cannot get behind that. Um Yeah, I don't know about it, that. <laughs> yeah, blinded by nostalgia is what that is. If you think Spider-Man Three is is as great as it was when you were seven, um, but not Black Widow. I think it'll stand the test of time, and I think people will look look back on it fonder than they might have reacted initially. Like I'm just still so annoyed that people are like Taskmaster, the worst MCU villain. Taskmaster is not even the villain in that movie, so. Uh, like and I and I get the gripes with like comic accuracy and so on and so forth, but like if it's in service of a better story, which is what we got, isn't that cool? Yeah, and I, I I'll hear the argument. I'll hear the argument like, well, then they should have just made it a different character. It's not Taskmaster. It's like, well, then, sorry. That's the thing about comic book accuracy and like keeping to whatever like source material like it's the same thing in star wars um why do you want it to just be an a rip from the comics you know like the story's already there you would know what happens if everything is just logic based and you're just the characters are doing whatever the character would do the story would suck like there wouldn't be a story you know, the actual point of watching a movie is for the story, you know, not right. not just to see these characters play out whatever they would do. Um, so, like, it's the same thing with with Book of Boba. People want Boba just to be the Boba that we saw. But the Boba that we saw was 
total of four minutes, you know, like, or, or whatever. Like, so people are just like, they don't want change or something. Like, I don't, I don't know like what it is. Like it doesn't make much sense. Like, uh, to just want to know what would happen, you know, whatever, like, and not be surprised with character development and stuff like that. But, right. But I don't know. Um, maybe just, I don't know. I, ever since I went into movies, like with zero expectations and stuff like that, like that was a really big switch for me. Um, just like not caring what other people said about the movie and really just taking the movie experience like for what it's supposed to be. And it's like a truly like one-on-one experience, you know, like it's not meant to be Mm. this experience you're having with everybody else. Um, It's supposed to teach you something or at the very least get you aware of something or something like that. Yeah. And and to a degree, that's certain, that's certainly the case. And, you know, I think that there's also, there's also many people who would take the perspective that, uh, you know, it doesn't have to do that, though, mm. which is also like and if that's how you want to watch movies, that's how you want to watch. movies, And like, that's also ultimately the point is that I think that people should let people like the things that they like. Because none of us are approaching anything this the same exact way. Mm. So it's like. I'm here to watch it for fun. You're here to watch it for logic you're going to have a different opinion than me and I've, I'm going to feel bad for you for that. Mm. But, uh, you don't have to tell me to fuck off and that I'm an idiot for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And star Wars Twitter specifically, is just a toxic fucking place. That's like horrifying to be around. No one like hearing opinions of movies is like just a kind of a reminder that the world still sucks a little bit. Like with people that, just can't like accept like a female in like the lead role, you know, still like just that simple fact. And then the the fact that she's a badass female and that there's multiple of them. And it's like, like p- the people that just can't accept that, which is like just sad that you can't watch a movie, which is fiction and just have a good time watching it, you know, whatever. Right. But uh, like, and black widow is just a perfect example of one of those movies. It's just like, this movie's badass, and if you're not fucking with it, I I mean, like, I don't know what to say. Like, it's on you at that point. But, uh, yeah, Black Widow edges out Spider-Man 3 for me. Uh, and it wasn't even particularly close, I don't think. But on to the next one. We've got a 6 versus an 11, and Deadpool versus the Fantastic Four. And I mean, like, I like this is another one that I'm kind of in the camp I was with Thor: The Dark World earlier, where it's like I'm disappointed, Damn. but like we got to say goodbye because yeah. I really <laughs> love that Fantastic Four movie. I love it; it's so much fun to watch. And I like, like, if you catch me on catch me on a certain day of the week, perhaps it can advance past these first couple of rounds. But it's just that's just a mm. bad choice. That's just a bad choice. I mean. The only thing that, like, uh, the Fantastic Four that I'm, like, still holding on for right now is that we just talked about it and how, like, there's gonna be a moment where uh, Chris Evans comes back and it's, you know, he's gonna look like Cap but then flame on and, like, it just has to happen now that, like, you said it, you know, like, and how funny and beautiful and, like, how it just works 
like in every aspect like I don't know I I like for No Way Home like I was of the camp of like don't expect them to do anything because you'll only be disappointed you know like whatever like I mean Zendaya said like in the movie you know they're very self-aware of this but like if they don't do this moment you know like it's handed to them on a platter you know like oh like and I I just just know they did that in in Spider-Man No Way Home so that they were like expect disappointment you'll never be disappointed so like don't be expecting to see anybody later Mm -hmm. and they were like psych bitch (laughs) um Mm. but no i think that's just too golden of an opportunity to refuse for uh for the probably multiverse of madness you know like for a second cameo like i don't want chris evans sticking around as johnny storm or anything but like you know they're doing cameos he specifically is doing tons of cameos so like I think it would just make a ton of sense if that's what ended up happening. But Deadpool is Deadpool. And I think we'll be getting Deadpool's first appearance in the MCU and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Oh. Um, Why do you think that? that? That's my suspicion. Mm. Um, That's how he'll be folded in multiversally is Deadpool just popping up in Multiverse of Madness. Um, Wouldn't it be hilarious if he started all of this, actually? You know, yeah, like, like uh, he... it was... It was... <laughs> Like, whenever he went back in time to, like, almost kill baby Hitler and, like, do all these things, like, that's what actually, like, started Tore all of open this. The like, multiverse. everything's fucked up because of Deadpool. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him. You know, if, if he's coming, man, give yeah. Ryan Reynolds, like, is Deadpool, like, you know, like, in real life, like, as Robert Downey Jr., like, is, like, kind of Iron Man. Like, they're just for the role. They fit the role very well. Perfect. and. Yeah, I'm excited for any more Deadpool that we're getting uh, anything. But yeah, that's I think that's an easy one, Deadpool over Fantastic Four. But uh, I look forward to the future of both franchises and seeing mm-hmm. them continued under the MCU umbrella. But uh, with that, on to the next one, where we have a three versus a 14, and Captain America the Winter Soldier versus Iron Fist, which I would wager is the worst of the Netflix Marvel properties. Mm-hmm. Going up against the best Captain America movie that there yeah. is. Um, again, coming back to Bucky carrying the MCU. His name is in this movie title. Um, and the movie is about him. Um, it's his movie. Um, and I have been thinking about this more recently just because, like, you know, you got the Falcon and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, uh, and stuff like that. Thor Ragnarok and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Captain America, the first Avenger. You don't get a lot of character name, colon, another character name. Um, that's it, I, And, like, it stands out and it's funny to me now every time I think about it. That is just, like, imagine if they were, like, Hawkeye, Black Widow. <laughs> um <laughs> Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. That's what they yeah, call exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just funny that this one works for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, like that flows off the tongue and makes sense as a title. But like any other superhero, and I think it gets fucking weird. <laughs> um, Captain America, Falcon. Mm. Yeah, it just, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really work. But with Bucky, it just works. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, I guess Thor, that- Loki. <laughs> Basically, though, the Avengers, Loki, um, you know, like they're, I mean, they're huge, 
Bucky, you know, and, and that's the thing about these shows that we'll, we'll, we'll keep continuing to say is that these shows allow us to love these characters even more and realize their, like the roles they really had, um, in the MCU beforehand. And I mean, Bucky, Loki, and the Falcon, like we've, and Wanda and Vision, like we've only loved them more after these shows. And um, Clint Barton. Got, sure. like, Sorry. I certainly God didn't fuck it. with Clint Barton beforehand. And afterwards, I'm, I'm fucking with Clint Barton a little bit. And like, that's that's saying something because I really didn't fuck with Clint Barton, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, the the assassination of Nick Fury, the folding in of Natasha Romanoff and Chris Evans, sort of like uh, rapport there on screen was really fun to watch. And I mean, Bucky being Bucky, or Bucky being the Winter Soldier, I should say, he's definitely not Bucky. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is just a fucking great movie, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's got that it is the best example of the like real world Marvel thing that they've tried to like pull off. I think in terms of like grounded in a certain degree of realism, that's not like guardians of the galaxy and shit like that. You know, like it's, this is the best example of grounded Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it still has a fucking triskelion that launches off the ground and can shoot everybody within fucking everywhere around the world. Um, <laughs> Fair, even as being grounded as it is, yeah, they could, you know, it's it's still the MCU, you know, still gotta exactly. have something. They, they in can there. still do some shit. Um, but no, Robert Redford is in this fucking movie, so like, it's just like it's a it's a pretty legendary movie, and uh, I mean, Agent Carter, we got uh, Sharon being a bigger part of this movie than she, you know, this is ultimately what leads to her becoming a fugitive of the law as we mm-hmm. see get picked up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier but yeah th- this movie is just too fucking good mm-hmm. and uh, I don't really remember Iron Fist I was high off painkillers after a knee surgery when I watched it <laughs> so uh not exactly my bag but that that's fair yeah I think uh I don't think it's gonna beat out the Winter Soldier though that's for sure no it's just not it's just not but with that on to the next and we've got a four versus a thirteen, and what if versus Iron Man two? I mean, I know I'm very, very high on what if. Um, no, yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I would also agree that it is it, for you. It's probably just a much grander margin than mine is. Mm. Um, but I love Iron Man. You know, I love me some Iron Man. Elon Musk is literally in this movie. Um, so, like, you know, true. this this would be a movie that you know could could do some stuff for me um but but what if is i think if it just had like a stronger stronger on the villain side of things like whiplash is cool and uh my board justin hammer is like a board. is a fun uh foil to tony stark played by a oh shit what's that guy's name because he's hilarious scott uh something rock sam rockwell mm. um as as Justin Hammer is just fucking hilarious. Um, but it's not what if, you know, like what if it's just got, it just ends up being too fucking good for Iron Man two to be in the conversation with it. Um, but there's some awesome parts of Iron Man two. And I think that Iron Man two and three kind of get reflected on a little bit more poorly than they should be. Mm -hmm. Uh, but man, this even like what if started as, a Star Wars Visions, you know, kind of show where every episode was entirely different. Uh, they didn't correlate at all. 
Um, you kind of maybe got some idea of like a, a very, very loose connection between them, but it was just, you know, more for jokes, if anything. Um, but then like seeing what it turned into episode seven, um, and then of course the finale, like was a very different show than what we were all expecting. Um, and it just made it even better. Like, I think the show, if it did just stick with what it was and was more of like a star Wars visions with no connection between it would still be a fantastic show. Like just the concept of we can literally do whatever we want. And it's just a fan service show, basically like here you go. Um, and that's what they did. I, and they can tickle like every, every fans like itch that they need. They tickled my Ultron itch, you know, like I am completely satisfied, you know, and like people who love Captain Marvel, like we saw Captain Marvel take Ultron to the center of a planet and just start wailing on him, you know, like, or like beat we Thor. We got Thor versus Captain yeah, Marvel. Like, we finally got that, you know, that we got Frost Giant like, Loki. Yeah, like there's so many things in this, in this, in the show that are just awesome. Thanos as a good guy, kind of, you know, like T'Challa was, you know, he's T'Challa enough to convince Thanos to be on his team. Um, and like, yeah, just, you can't get those. Captain in Carter. Yeah. Like that's, they have to have these small, like contained stories in order to get stuff like that. They're not going to spend millions and millions of dollars on a movie where they, oh, they yeah. have these concepts in there. So I, I hope that what if just continues and just keeps going, and it's basically just a comic book show. Because I mean, basically every every episode is just a different comic book issue, and you're just getting that storyline. Um, and I, and I, I hope they just continue it. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun show, and like the more I like it's it's another one of those that's like the further removed we get from it, the more I realize just how much fun I had every Wednesday when it was coming out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that and. Uh, that and Hawkeye, like they just they just keep aging better and better for me. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. What if over Iron Man two? Pretty much every day of the week, it's it's not real close. But uh, what on to the next? If ponder what? the question. Oh. If yeah, man, that uh, I should really know his name Come because I love everyone. Jeffrey Wright. Okay, yeah, he his voice. He's like Come a me. he's like a uh, ponder the question. What if I feel like he's the next like Morgan Freeman? Oh, the, dude, the I love just, Jeffrey Wright. Like he just needs to be the next narrator for everything, um, because his voice just works. Um, and it like in this like, story, I find to be mm, particularly heartbreaking. Oh, God, like, ah, oh. and it, it's kind of funny that like his role, like in Westworld, is kind of similar-ish to uh to like the Watcher, um, in a way. Now. Now let me ask you this: We get Jeffrey Wright, clean shave, face and head. He popping up in Multiverse of Madness as the Watcher. They made him look like him on purpose, like That's a little bit, true. like enough. That's true. Like because previously we saw the Watchers as very pale, yeah, like, big white babies. Yeah, so like they made that's that's true. I never even thought about that. They definitely made him. Look like him on purpose. Um, hmm. I don't know if he's popping up in Multiverse of Madness. Um, but, but he's like, popping up eventually. I definitely see um, Owatu and, and Doctor Strange being like buddies, though. 
like being friends. Like they, you know, he's the only guy he can really go to, you know, to talk. Mm. Like he's the only guy he can interfere with without breaking. I don't know. I guess we still don't really know like who he answers to and like where his rules even come from or if it's just like his own rules, you know, like, um, but, but yeah. Maybe we'll get that expanded on in what if. Apparently like season two of what if is like, not only going to put forth new stories, but we're going to expand on the stories of characters we were introduced to in season one of what if. Yeah. So it's like, like how big is that story about to become in terms of like, just how far reaching it's going to be. That's, I wonder if, uh, they're going, so like, we'll see Peggy get like her own, you know, like storyline, which is like, we'll get her own episode. We'll see like the widow back in that world she was placed in, like how she's mm-hmm. doing and everything, which would be cool to see, um, like post zombie world. But like, are they going to still tie everything back zombie. in, you know, is the thing, or are they just giving us like the branches of the timeline? Yeah, I don't you know. know, is the thing. Like, are they still trying to tie everything back in or? And that's the thing, too, is that depending on the success of certain things, Marvel Zombies is getting adapted into an animated series. Wow. So, like, these things will these things will get spun off into their own animated series. Like, like they had, sad, sadly, they had plans that I don't think we'll be able to see of T'Challa Star-Lord. Like, that was supposed, that was going to be a thing. What an awesome um, character. Like, literally to the foot. Fu- give black panther that character is already perfect but then put him to his max potential and there he is basically luke skywalker um just the dude going around the universe saving every you know saving everybody like dude oh my god like definitely i see that like him having like his own show or like you yeah know, like that's that, what i like, mean like, yeah, i like, think they were gonna i think they were gonna do a whole maybe a ravager spinoff mm-hmm. like following him with the ravagers and thanos mm-hmm. and that sort of vibe but uh, now, now who knows? But uh, yeah, I'm with you. What if over Iron Man two? Pretty much every day of the week. Um, and with that, I'm on to the next. If you are, we go. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. We got a five versus a twelve. Mm-hmm. In Eternals versus Luke Cage, and uh, it, this is an easy one. Eternals is definitely moving on to the next round. But I want to put some respect on Luke Cage real quick. I watched the first season uh back in the day. When it when it dropped, I think it was like 2017, 2016, in that range. Um, I really, really liked that first season. Really, really liked that first season. And uh, Mahershala Ali as uh, as Cottonmouth in that, and uh, Mike Coulter as as Luke Cage. These were just like it was like a really fun portrayal of this character, and it went really, really smoothly without feeling like forced or or pandering or anything. Then season two takes a step down for me. Uh, it's like, I think that came out like 2019. And like the season like kicks off with Luke Cage, like doing a, like doing a dab, the dance move. <laughs> and it's like at that time, it had already been like three years since the dab was cool. Oh. So it was like, it was like, wow, the people writing this just certainly aren't <laughs> as in touch as they were a couple seasons back. I see. Um, <laughs> huh i mean i can uh i can't really speak for luke cage i've only seen like the promotionals and stuff like this was a, a pretty like largely advertised show i remember like seeing the trailer and advertisements for this like everywhere when it was coming out oh yeah yeah this was a big deal when it was coming out and the first season 
deserved that. Yeah. Like the the first season is a really really entertaining watch, and I strongly recommend it. But, uh, uh, but you don't need to watch beyond the first season. But man, the Eternals like this is a movie where like okay, it's obviously not like my most enjoyable movie of the year. Um, no way home kind of kind of takes that uh, by a pretty pretty large margin but Eternals was not honestly that far off of like how I just enjoyed the movie it's it's a different enjoyment um entirely that's what like crazy about this like back half of the year is that we got hit with Shang-Chi in September and I was like oh well fuck yeah and then we got hit with Eternals and I was like holy shit then we got hit with Spider-Man No Way Home and I was like I was I was Howie Long I was Adam Sandler and uh and fucking uncut gems. Oh my god, I'm gonna come. Like I, like I was like, this is fucking incredible. And I will say, Eternals ended up shaking out to probably being third on my list in Marvel movies this year, just mm-hmm. because I loved Shang Chi so much. But that just speaks to the level of Marvel movie we got this year, I think. And uh, Eternals was fucking grand. I loved it. Mm. Just. The execution of all these characters and making us care about all of them individually, um, and then having them all come together for you know one big big fight at the end. Um, and I, I mean, this really um, was the first movie that that broadened the scope of Marvel a whole lot more. Like this brought Celestials into the game, um, Harashim. Like we opened the movie with like a Star Wars text, you know, thing like. They needed some the lore, beginning. yeah. Like they they needed some lore for this, and like it's crazy, like the the stuff they introduced, and you know, like makes sense that it came before a No Way Home, where you know tr- they're just trying to get us as comfortable as possible with all these concepts. Um, and I, I mean, they just killed it with Eternals. This cast just works so well together. Um, mm. The more found family, um. You know, this it, they do feel a whole lot more like a family, even though if they have, you know, some relationships in there. Um, but it, it, it's better, you know, better than Loki, the way they handled, you know, you know, their relationships there. So th- these feel yeah. more, you know, these feel better. Genuine. Yeah, genuine, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Eternals. Um, a lot of rewatchability, even though it's an incredibly long movie. Um, it doesn't it never feels yeah. like it like mm-hmm. i was re-watching it and we were good like we were just getting to the end like there's like 30 minutes left in the movie and i felt like i'd been watching it for like an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but like i've been watching it for two hours and that's the thing is uh, that there, it really doesn't stop like it is important throughout the entire movie like the things that are happening are very very important like even when it does slow down, it's very crucial, like conversations that are being had and like um, gathering people, you know, like, so it's like a very long movie, but it doesn't really slow down. And that's, that's kind of why it does feel, you know, that like you're not watching it for two and a half hours. And that's, that's incredibly hard to do. Um, and I mean, there were, I mean, you said like there were people in your theater that got up and left, like whenever they saw like Harishim or whatever, like for the first time, they were like, yeah. fuck it, like too much. But this movie's not for everybody, but like it, it, I don't know. I thought they did super well on it and the cast was just fantastic. Every performance was great. The story, like everything they had to do, even within 
the two and a half hours they were given, like that's still inc- like an incredibly short amount of time to accomplish what they did. And man, I'm just good year of Marvel. I'm real high on that movie. Oh yeah, I really really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Eternals over Luke Cage all day. That that's a that's an even wider margin than What If and Iron Man two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that. I say we get on to the next, on, on to the next. We've got a eight versus a nine again mm-hmm. in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Captain America, the first Avenger. And I think uh, this one's closer than you might initially think, like. Captain America, the first Avenger to me seems the obvious choice, which is interesting considering it is the nine and agents of shield is the eight. But when I consider just how much I enjoy, like the first four or five seasons of that show, that's 20, that's over 80 episodes of television. I'm pretty sure compared to this two hours, a lot of content. It's a whole and I really and like if you love that found family aspect, you're getting the shit out of it here in Agents of Shield, and that's kind of like a the whole point. Um, and I, me and me and Emily just started a watch. She's never seen it. Uh, it's a rewatch mm-hmm. for me, but I I'm just really excited and like thinking about where the show goes and stuff as I'm watching it with her. I'm like, you are gonna like this, like the twists and turns it takes down the road, and it gets it gets big. Like there comes a point where you're like, okay, this can officially not be MCU canon. Mm, like, like it's like because if it was, there'd be something else happening here. Like someone else would be handling this problem. Hmm. Um, yeah, I gotta watch it. I definitely have to watch it, dude. This. It's it's really good, and it, it 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 gets out there because it ended up going eight or nine seasons. Damn. Um, so they. They wanted, they got a lot, they got really far, really fucking far out there (laughs) by the end of it. But the first few seasons, it's really grounded and it deals with the, the, the winter soldier has a tie in at one, not, not Bucky literally, but the movie Captain Mm. America, the winter soldier has kind of a tie in because Hydra infiltrating shield is a big part of the story. And when shield falls, that's a part of their, Mm. their show because of course, like, like, and that, that whole thing unfolding, the betrayal you see in the, the the love between characters and stuff like it just it's a really really good show and captain captain america the first avenger while an enjoyable movie i don't think it quite stacks up to the the enjoyment i've gotten out of agents of shield over the years um i also have like a weird nostalgia thing with it too because i did start watching that when i was like 14 and i've been watching it ever since Mm. but like uh so like maybe that has something to do with it but uh, I, I, I'm comfortable with Agents of Shield being the the victor over mm. Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay, yeah, I was uh, like, because I haven't seen Agents of Shield, but I don't like hate Cap. Um, I just really didn't enjoy his movies as much as uh, as everyone else's. Like, uh, I don't know. It's I think really Cap is carried by the the characters around him, uh, not just Bucky, like Peggy. Um, and like I don't know, I I really think, um, I don't know. Cap story maybe is just too simple. Like he's just he's just good guy Steve, you know. And that that's that's basically all there there uh, there is to him. But um, like I've never seen Agents of Shield, but I am like for the hatred. I I know like that this show like 
was done dirty or like uh i don't know i feel like they just i don't like i that's what i've heard is that like well it, it is done dirty like there's because the initial vision for it was it being an mcu tie-in show uh nick fury makes an appearance samuel l jackson makes an appearance in like the first couple episodes like maria hill kobe smolders who's nick fury's right hand man in the in the avengers movie is there every once in a while like there's mentions of natasha romanov and colson talks about how he found thor's hammer in the middle of the desert like like hmm. And he, there are storylines that are built off of him surviving the stabbing that Loki deals to him in Avengers. So, like, the initial vision is that this is the first MCU tie-in series, and eventually the movies got to a point where they completely neglected it. Like, the Darkhold is in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's it's now being re mm-hmm. revamped with Agatha and Wanda mm-hmm. and all that. Ghost Rider was a part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we're probably going to probably going to get a recast of uh ghost rider i really hope we don't i really loved the guy that they got for uh for ghost rider in this nicholas uh, cage <laughs> it's not, it is not nicholas mm. cage but uh <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious no uh it was uh oh luna what's gabriel luna i think is his name mm. but uh he did he did a fucking fantastic job as ghost rider um like Agent 19 Mockingbird shows up at one point, which is now Hawkeye's wife. Sick. So, like, like it's just, like, the MCU has completely and utterly ignored it. Mm. And uh, probably with good reason. They probably do have a lot better opportunity to revamp this stuff in a more fun way. But, like, it was just kind of like, well, you've already used it. And they're just kind of like, well, fuck it. It won't even matter what happens in that show anymore. Mm. Uh, and that, that just kind of sucked. Um, yeah, it was... Uh... You know, just going back and forth, like making sure like Agents of Shield could pass on, you know, Cap, and I'm I'm already comfortable with that. But like looking at who it's facing next round, neither of them were making it past the second. So round. yeah, and you know that's not the point of this tournament, you know. Um, so I like I, I don't I don't like to do that a whole lot. Like look forward and and see like who it's gonna face and whatever. Um, but this one was one where I was like. Let's give Agents of Shield the win win here today. Captain America's solo movie just won a couple a couple matches up there. Agents of Shield gets this nod and uh it'll go on to face <laughs> one seed, Spider Man No Way Home versus sixteen seed X Men Origins Wolverine. And uh I think Spider Man No Way Home and Agents of Shield will be facing off in the round of thirty two. Couldn't really be any more polar opposite, um, you know, here. This is this is the widest of widest margins um, that there possibly could have been. I think, let's see. I guess we have Hulk versus Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Logan versus New Mutants, um, and Infinity War versus Last Stand. But this one is like... A cut above. Yeah. It, it, no way. And a cut below. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this one's pretty easy here. Um, no Way Home just... You know what? While we're here, if you're going to see No Way Home, like, uh, still, and it's, you know, we're much past release time. Don't cheer anymore. Um, it's, we're past that time. We're past get, that time. Get, get caught up on movie theater etiquette. Um, you can cheer only um, whenever they're all swinging off of each other, off the Statue of Liberty. That's the only time <laughs> you can cheer. That's it. 
Yeah, and if you want some more uh, information on movie theater etiquette, definitely head over to patreon.com slash Bloom, where we very recently talked movie theater etiquette on what I believe was episode, uh, the episode titled, uh, ah, shit, what would that have Give Me Ralph Boner, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. It's called Give Me Ralph Boner. A classic. Um, a classic indeed, over on patreon.com slash Bloom. But, yeah, I think that kind of, uh, and I don't even think we really need elaboration no way home beats x-men origins wolverine and it's not close and with that we're on to the round of 32 and uh that'll be happening next week let's let's go through this real quick i'm gonna I'm give you a rundown of what the round of 32 is going to shape up to look like who's facing who where so on the uh on the part one side of the bracket we have spider-man into the spider-verse going off against hawkeye in the round of 32 we have Deadpool 2 going off against Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's an interesting one. I've never really considered those op- uh, opposites. Uh, but we've got WandaVision going off against Iron Man. The guy who's Guardians. responsible for her father's death against her. Let's go. It's poetic. Let's do it's it. It's working. <laughs> it always does. Guardians of the Galaxy versus X-Men Days of Future Past. Found family, X-Men, Guardians. Sure. Are... Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Well, I'll call it there. <laughs> uh, Shang-Chi versus Spider-Man Homecoming, the uh, two of the best solo origin movies in the MCU. Um, we've got The Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus Captain Marvel. That's a good one right there. That'll be a fun one. Uh, we got Spider-Man 2 versus X-Men First Class, Damn. which is an interesting one. And then we've got Logan versus the Amazing Spider-Man, which is another fun one. But uh, on this side of the bracket, then, we've got Avengers Infinity War versus Thor Ragnarok. This is the more fun side of the bracket. Uh, Avengers Endgame versus Spider-Man from 2002, starring Tobey Maguire. That's a one I never would have thought about putting opposite. Do I like the first Spider-Man movie or Avengers Endgame more? Doctor Strange versus Avengers Age of Ultron. Black Panther versus The Amazing Spider-Man 2. The Daredevil Netflix series versus Black Widow. Captain America the Winter Soldier versus Deadpool. What If versus Eternals. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Spider-Man No Way Home. There it is. Um, that'll be the round of 32 and... Hell yeah, I think that concludes the round of 64, and thus the Penny Bloom podcast this week. Um, I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it is always a pleasure to have you. And if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where, like I said earlier, we've got a bunch of exclusive content, including plenty of MCU talk, including the preparation for this bracket. And just before we started this part two, we did a little a little theorizing as to what to expect in multiverse of madness and uh, Spider-Man projects in the future and so on and so forth. You can always, always count on us for some extra MCU talk, but uh, also head to Twitter and follow at Penny Bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast. Um, You can vote on this whole tournament on Twitter at Penny Bloom pod. I'll have that all posted up with it. Um, If you're liking me and Joe, check out our, 52 year journey through film where we started in with a movie from 1970 and week by week we're working a working one year after the next we've done 71 and 72 
Oh, 70, 71, and 72. Um, and I believe this week is 73's American Graffiti. So I'm very excited for you to hear that. Um, yeah. So if you would, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. <laughs>